but we got a different one for you today, guys. We're talking about Mr. Beast. Hey, guys, welcome back again to the number one cigar podcast on trending on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Cut, Light, and Smoke podcast presented by ZealCigars.com. Zeal Cigars, your number one place for cigars online. That's all I'm going to say about that. We're going to talk about some controversial stuff today surrounding Mr. Beast. And uh, we're also, if you have any comments or questions surrounding this topic, please email us at CutLightSmoke.com. Podcast. It's all one word at gmail.com. Cut light smoke podcast at gmail.com. And with that said, dude, let's just jump into it with both feet and get absolutely drenched in beast mode right now. So uh, we're talking a little bit about Mr. Beast. And uh, and one of the reasons I want to talk about this is because they, he's, he's trending all over YouTube. He's the number one earner, I believe, on YouTube. And he, uh, you know, does he smoke cigars or anything like that? Probably not. You know, probably not. And, uh, I think uh, one of the things that I'd love to discuss with you, because when I brought it up to you, what did you say to me the minute I brought it up to you? You're like, what? I don't remember. Was yeah. I, the only thing I could think of is like, I don't really know who that dude is. Right, right. Which is amazing because he is he is the the number one trending one. He's been on Impulse's podcast. He's been on um, Joe Rogan's podcast. Flagrant just did something with him on their podcast. Yeah, I don't really watch any of those. I know. I watch them all. Um, so I'm, I'm the research king here. I'm trying to research. I don't really listen to what anybody else says. I research it on my own through literature. You do through literature. You're a lit, you're a literature. You're you're, you're liturgist. Is that what you're trying to say? I don't know. You're a liturgist or stuff like that. I would say I'm a study. Like if, 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 if I want to find information out, I'm going to go find it from the oldest written source that has that information available. Right, right, right. Well, unfortunately for him, there's no written sources about him. There's not just videos, right? So if you guys want to know about Mr. Beast on YouTube, Mr. Beast started his YouTube a long time ago and he was originally like a, a gamer, like a like a Minecraft that, gamer. I thought he played, yeah, Minecraft or Fortnite. Yeah, it was my, Minecraft. He he had a see. I would be interested to see before his blow up point mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what his already amount of followers were because I feel like it was he had one of the biggest following of kids from my understanding. Uh, of anybody in the streaming platform. Right, 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 100%. Well, one of the reasons I want to bring this up, too, is that somebody mentioned, like, uh, good job on the Party Animal Cigar logo. It looks a lot like Mr. Beast. And I was like, what? It looks nothing like Mr. Beast's logo. But his, his logo is like a, like, a, like a tiger with a stripe going, or like a lightning bolt going by its eye. It's kind of oh. it's, it's interesting. So, uh, it, But I, I can see the similarities, and I'll... Hmm. I'll I'll show you real quick just for the sake of the podcast. You guys can't see this, but if you don't, if you don't have it, go ahead and um, look it up on your phone. I'll put, just type in Mr. Beast logo on Google, and you can see, and I'll show Justin real quick. This is what it looks like. Can you see that? Oh, it's not. It's not that close, bro. I know. It's that, not looks, that, that looks more like he ripped off the Thundercats. That's the first thing I said, too, dude. Come on, bro. Thunder, thunder, thunder. Thundercats. Yeah, so. that looks like he ripped off the th- or right. even the Power Rangers to a point. <laughs> right, right. Like it's a saber toothed tiger with a lightning bolt. Yeah. So, so I'm super impressed. Okay. By, I'm super impressed by the guy, but you're not at all. You're not. You're not. You don't know anything about him. I or mean, anything like that. So I, you I know would about say, him though. I would he, say he's 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 extremely brilliant with his self promotion, his brand, and, and the way that he markets. That's why he's a millionaire. That's why he's the number one YouTube earner. That's why his videos right. have tens and tens of views. 
Yeah, tens and tens of millions of views. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's not. Oh, the, yeah, sorry, I forgot hundreds about that. And the hundreds and millions, of, millions part. of views. Yeah, dude, I mean, ones are, it's billions, I believe. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that, that that's really interesting. I want to talk about this with you because. I guess clout doesn't impress me. I guess that's the thing. I know it doesn't. I know you're, that's one of the things I really respect about you. You don't care about who somebody was or how they got there. You no, I want to see who, who are. you are. Exactly. You want to see who they are. And so, well, this is, this is trending because along with, I, I just, I, I guess I want to wrap this around this idea of, what success can do to somebody. Okay. You know, and, and, and at the very beginning of his career, if you would, he seemed real humble and everything like that. And actually he made a video, you know, early on, I guess he, that he watched 10 years later, or five years later. Yeah. Uh, where he's like, I'm talking to myself five years from now. I hope to have this many subscribers and everything. And this is when he had like, I don't know, a couple hundred, maybe a thousand, right. You know, subscribers at that point. And, uh, we we all know that that's like a that's a big thing in the YouTube community is getting the subscriber subscriber count out and everything else like that. So, it, I guess one of the questions that people are are asking is you know um, he's starting to feel himself a little bit. You know he's starting to feel himself, and what I mean by that is like he's just tossing money around. Yeah, I mean he, he, that's essentially what he does. He does these incredibly outlandish videos. Now, it's not always around money, uh, although much many many more of them are like and he does do i I shouldn't say it's not always about money um there's very few videos that are like let's see see if we can do this because it's always about like hey if you can do this then i'll give you ten thousand dollars hundred thousand dollars fifty thousand dollars twenty five thousand dollars but you said there's also videos of him just like randomly going down the street and like handing people money and tipping people ridiculous amounts of money at at, uh pizza delivery guys and 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 stuff like that in fact i what he said was was really interesting is that his favorite uh, memory of giving away money was when he tipped a, tipped a pizza delivery guy $10,000. Yeah. And the guy was like, wow, like, he couldn't believe what was happening. And he came back. He came, he, the guy came back the next day just crying, saying thank you and everything like that. And it just really warmed his heart, you know. So my, my question is, my, my whole point isn't here to put him on judge or anything. My whole point is to ask, what happens to you when you get a tremendous amount of ex- success? How does that change you? And how do you go from being humble to feeling yourself and then what does that do to men in general? Mm. Because because in, in some degree, you're going to you're going to experience success in your life if you work hard enough. You just you just will. Everyone does. And I want to use him as an example because he still comes off very, very, very humble. But as he's gotten greatly gr- grown extraordinarily on YouTube, all these other videos are coming out saying like he's fake. Uh, you know, he's fired a bunch of people because he's kind of a jerk. Um, all, all these different. I've seen things. some. I've seen some videos around like some strange contracts as far as how the people get the money from some of the things. Sure, sure, um, sure. And I think there was something where um, I just briefly we like skimmed through before we started this about some comments that somebody had posted on another YouTuber's video who had won money from something. And people were like, yeah, we find it kind of funny that successful YouTubers often win, you know, these these giveaways uh, of the money. And then and then that YouTuber went into detail about this long contract that he had to have his accountant look at um, to in order to receive the hundred thousand dollars from Mr. Beast. Oh, OK. Um, I'm not aware of that at all. It was very yeah. interesting just just to see it. But I mean, here's the thing, right? Like ultimately. He is running a business. Yeah, hundred percent. He's running a business. Yeah, those donations of him giving money to people, those mm-hmm. are tax write-offs. He's right. running a business. Right. I think what we want to look at more so is how's he running that business. Right. 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 Well, let, let let's talk about him real quick. But I want to talk about something else that I just saw the other day that that was interesting because it's 
it's in contrast to where he is right now. Right now, he's the pinnacle of everything he's, he's ever done. He's the most successful successful he's ever been right now. Yeah. Okay. He's the top. May of the not be the most he ever is, but it's the right. most he's been for right now. He he is he is where he is, and he's the most successful YouTuber as far as earning potential. He can either keep like building that. the mountain or he can slide down it. Dude, somebody offered him a businessman offered him a billion dollars for all of his all of his uh, companies, a billion dollars, and he said no. Okay, that that that's so so the, what what would that incumbent? Because here's the here's here's the first thing I think like what would that what would that what does that entail? If I if you buy his business for a billion dollars, what are you getting? Because here's the thing: I don't know. if you're not getting <laughs> Mr. Beast, you're yeah. not getting the business because he's a content creator. Yes, he that's is. like saying like that's like somebody coming in here and saying I want to buy Zeal cigars, but mm-hmm. I don't want Bradley and I don't want JB. Right, and it's like right. number we, one. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it by myself. And number two, like, it definitely ain't going to happen if you're not here. So, like, right, right, right. that doesn't make sense to me. So, yeah. what do you, what companies are they buying? Is like, does he have hamburgers? I've, I've heard of these yeah, Mr. Be, Beast yeah, burgers. Are yeah, those actually yeah. his hamburgers? Those are his hamburgers. Yeah, okay. Dude, yeah. That's his so, business. so he has legit other business outside correct. of the content creation. Correct. Okay. Correct. He does. So, but, but it's, it's his ideas. It's his thing. And I'm sure he has other content creators that work with him and a team and so on and so forth. Like, yeah. Like, see, I wonder if that Billy had him essentially then working for somebody else. Yeah, possibly. I, I, I don't know. So I, in that, in so much as, I think, I think it's really interesting because he contrasts it with an old YouTube channel called Epic Mealtime. Oh, yeah. Remember Epic Mealtime? Oh, yeah, those guys well, were just absolutely ridiculous. Right, right. And they, they'd make these incredible creations with, uh, the guy, I think the guy's name was Harley. Uh, I he, just remember the dude that was Muscles Glasses that used to just right, punch the meat. Right, so th- there was, a, there was a, uh, <laughs> an interesting video that popped up on my feed on YouTube and I was just devouring it because I remember watching that, you know, back in 2012, 13, 14, 15 and being so impressed with what they did, muscles, glasses. And what it was, it was a group of friends, but Harley, the guy in the beard, the, he, he, he kind of looked like Jack Sparrow half drunk all the time, you know, um, <laughs> Jack Daniel sauce. So, yeah, exactly. Especially sauce. Um, he would, he, he was kind of the ringleader for all the, all the friends. And it was interesting because, it all fell off where they all broke up was because some of the friends said um, it just wasn't fun anymore. It wasn't fun. And so we didn't want to do it anymore. Hmm. Even though they're making tremendous amounts of money, it damaged the friendship. You know what I'm saying? And so it's really interesting that people would rather choose to have fun than have money. And I I wonder if that's ever going to happen with Mr. Beast by nature of the fact that he's at the pinnacle and he's got several good friends around him that do all the videos with him and so on and so forth, Chandler and some other people like that. Um, But, and if you know who I'm talking about, you guys have seen those videos, you see he has kind of the same group, but that group changes a lot. There's probably, you know, two or three guys that intersect with that core group of maybe three friends. It's, it's Jimmy. He's Mr. Beast, Jimmy, a guy named Chandler. And I can't remember what the other guy's name is. Um, But those guys, those three have like, maybe two or three other guys that kind of intersect with them on several different videos. But what's interesting is I wonder if like, that's a younger generation thing where they're like, it's not fun. We can be making all this money, but it's not fun. And sometimes that's just work. Work's not fun all the time. Well, I think, I think, I think you're missing the fact that them and people like, um, uh, dude, perfect sports, right? They're in a unique position, right? Because their fun having Mm -hmm. is the content that everybody is watching. Right. So in in a weird way, I actually wrote this down because you were like, what were you talking? What were you going to say? And I was like, I'll save it for the, the, the cast. But like, um, 
he 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 basically uses the money to give away money in some sort of way to create a spectacle to earn more money from that spectacle. Of right? course, it's of it's, course it's similar That's to like football, right? Yeah. It's it's a business, right? Yeah, it's a business. Yeah. You create a spectacle to gain money to right. then circulate that money so that you can continue that. So basically, he can continue to goof off, make money off of it, right? right so right, right. it's like, but, um, it's a, but it's produced goof off. It's well, for pro- sure it's produced. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I would say I would say generally. I would say generally he's having more fun than somebody who works for a movie studio. Well, possibly. I, I, I don't know. And he's not here to, I mean, we, we have a little podcast compared to these other guys. Um, so the the question, the, the question I, I wonder, and you brought up Dude Perfect, which is a great, great channel like those as well. Dudes liter- those are just dudes in Texas that just fuck off and have fun. Yeah. And do make money things. doing it because right. people are entertained and enjoy the content that they create. Right, right, right. So here, here's the thing that I that I wonder about in the midst of this. I think we're, this is where it connects to us is guys in culture. Um, one, guys want to make money. Okay, so that that's a big thing. Every guy wants to make money. There's not anybody sitting around saying I don't want to make money. Everybody wants to make money. Whether you have to or you or you or you. Prize it either way. You exactly. You, yeah, you, you, you wanna, want to because you have to. Or, well, or, yeah, money's a solution for a lot of things. You yep. live and so on and so forth. And we understand that. Uh, but the the interesting fact behind this is there's. I wonder what that does when he gives away money to people. People watch the money being given away to somebody and how it changes their demeanor and how much they need it. How much how much it it, it blesses them and everything yeah. else like that. I wonder if it both devalues you know, what other people are doing that aren't making it a spectacle because there's lots of people give money away all the time. Well, for sure. You know, I mean, people all the time, dude. Right, right. And I mean, heck, Phoenix Children's half the time, half the people don't even have to pay for what they do because of donations. Exactly. And so my, my question is, is do you feel like, do you think there's a threat that it's making philanthropy a spectacle versus what it's supposed to be uh, a genuine gift. Uh, I think I said something about that to you earlier when we were just briefly talking about it. Cause I was like, think of it this way, right? Like the, the dangerous, the most dangerous game, right? Isn't that what it was called where the guy has an Island, he throws everybody on the Island. He says, okay, you get off, you win a million dollars. Yeah. It's kind of like the hunger game. games, right? Like, right, right. At, at what point does, you know, and, and luckily that comes down to the writing and the producing and the way that they're coming up with their ideas. But like, right, right, right. yeah, at what point does it actually get to like where it could be damaging to people? Well, I'm just, I'm asking for for a cultural sake. Do you think culturally speaking, and there's a lot of guys that do this on YouTube where they go around to people and they're, they, I mean, they, they, they well, make yeah, a, I've they seen make a tons of videos. Yeah, they make, this, they make a spectacle out of giving money to people. You know, which isn't, by the way, which I am not dogging on philanthropy. I'm not dogging on giving money away to people or anything else like that. I think I think when you do that out of, genuine, out of a genuine heart, it's awesome. My question is, is the spectacle devaluing the work? Is the spectacle of it? And then, so it, 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 let's just say. I think it could says, for the viewers, but I don't think it'll ever change the people. I don't think it'll ever devalue the way that it changes the people who actually receive the money. Uh, of course. I mean, there's no doubt about but that. But I think it yeah. could definitely taint the viewership. Yeah, to where, well, then then everyone else starts doing that. Yeah. Everyone else starts doing that. And and when you start, and then it becomes a bigger and better thing 
to where you're like, well, I give up this much. I give up this much. I give up this much. I give out a million dollars. I give out $2 million. I give out $3 million. And then all of a sudden you give out, give out, get to the point where you're having to give out a billion dollars to people, Yeah, you know, to where you're like, you know, I gave out this kind of money. And I mean, a million dollars changes a life. A billion dollars changes the legacy. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, you're talking about like super generational wealth at that point. You really are. I mean, you just put, I mean, you put 15, 20% of that aside in, in, in the stock market when, when it's actually doing well. Yeah. Uh, and it'll come back up. We all know that. But um, don't look at your stocks now, guys. You're going to be depressed like I was this morning. Uh, the, the the fact of the matter is that that's generational wealth and your, and your children's children's children can live off that for a very, very, very long time. You know, so, but my, my question is, is that devaluing philanthropy in general? You know, or does that make people think if I give twenty dollars to somebody, or I pay, uh, I pay for somebody else's meal right here, or I gotta get it on video now because it won't be valued as much if I don't get it on video right? I now. don't think it's that bad yet. Do you think we can get there? That's the question. I think. I don't know, man. I think it's po- I think it's possible. I think it would take some really dark, dark turns in society to get that that far into it, and um. It, it, and the reason I say that is, is because there's still so much that happens behind, like you said, behind closed doors that you just don't know about. Right. And, um, it, and that's produced philanthropy. Yeah. That's not, that's not, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that, that, you know, that Jimmy or that Mr. Beast doesn't do that on his own. And there's so many things that we don't see. What I'm saying is that when you do do that, do you think it can, it can be devaluing uh, what other people could do? Like they feel like all of a sudden they have to make a spectacle out of philanthropy right now because that's what like the trend is on YouTube. When you make yeah, a spectacle, I think, spectacle out of something that's supposed to be, I mean, I, I think it depends on your intentions and who you are, right? Like if you're a YouTuber, you're going to want to publicize it because you're going to want your YouTube clout to go up. Right, right. So that's my other thing too. So it could, it, it, could, it, could, it could essentially, it could essentially show people that they could gain more viewership and clout by doing those things. If somebody else is getting this popular by doing these things. Right. I, I think, yes, it, it could eventually yeah, which, lead to more of that. Yeah. Know? Which, which isn't from a good side. No, you know, you're just wanting no. to get clout and that's why you're doing those things. So I, I think that's why it, some people have, it's a double edged sword, bro. Right. I, I understand. Cause that. like you, you're happy that they're given the money, right? You're happy that they're given the money. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, 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 it's kind of a dirty way of doing it. Oh, well, we don't know if it's dirty because we don't know the intentions. Well, other I'm saying than you just want to get views. Right. That, which to me is kind of, you don't give money to get views. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean. That's exactly what he does, though. That's it, exactly what Mr. Beast does. I think it eventually got to that point. He didn't originally. No. But I think he, that's what I said earlier. He's in such a unique position where he is able to use the money to do good things, which in turn feed back into the channel. So it's kind of a weird circle that he's got himself into, and it's a brilliant business model. So let me ask you this. What happens when the money runs out? Because uh, here's my point. It, it eventually will. It, it, all money eventually runs out. Even when you're, And so what happens? Here's my question. What's Mr. Beast going to be in 20 years, 30 years, 50 years? So on, so on, so on, down the line. I mean, we're talking about him 65 years old. Is he still doing what he does? And is it still relevant? If he's not getting the clout that he gets... Is he still that philanthropistic? <laughs> if he's, is he that much of a Well, then we're talking a whole nother ball game of what's he doing with all the extra money that he has. You know what I mean? Like, has he saving yeah. well? Does he have his, the right account? Net is he worth, investing? His net worth, according to Google today, is $54 million. 54 mil? Yeah, $54 million. That's his net worth. Okay. Which is, I mean, he's given away way more than that from what I understand. Way more than that. 
Well, but again, some of that's tax write-offs. He gets that back. He gets, you know, so it, it that's what I'm saying. It depends. You get, you'd have to really know. You'd have to be his accountant to really yeah. know the answer to that question. Well, here, here's the thing that I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting that he's do, he's not doing that genuinely. I think yes, he he's a good dude. Yeah, I would agree a, with exactly. that. Exactly. He's doing it because he's a good dude. hundred percent. Is he getting more money and more clout out of it? Sure. A hundred percent. But I don't think that, I don't think he started doing it for that reason. So here's my question. Does what you're doing that makes you successful then all of a sudden shift your thinking? Because when I saw him on, I saw him on Flagrant, which is another podcast, like a video podcast um, with a comedian. I can't remember the comedian's name, but uh, it's it's really interesting because they started talking about like he he said something and he he talked about you know hey clip that and then send that to everybody in the area, you know. So he's thinking already about getting the likes and subscribes and everything else like that from doing you know, even the podcast that they're doing at this point, you know, in the podcast that have him on, they're going to blow up. I mean, he's on Logan Paul and hey, he's a big, he's a big name. Yeah, exactly. So, and when he's on with Joe Rogan, and he, he, he said the same thing. So like he obviously comes off as a good dude. There's no doubt, no, no doubt about that, but even good dudes have bad days. Yeah, we know that. Absolutely. We, we know that. And so the, the flip side of that is there's been several people that have been fired and or asked to leave or they went their separate ways and they're, I, probably because of NDAs they have with him, which is, by the way, a very smart thing to do. Well, yeah, yeah if you're, really, why would you compromise your business model? Exactly, exactly. So when you when you have that and you're like, okay, so these are things that I want to make sure that we we can do and we could things you don't want to say. We we'll give you a severance package or what have you. Uh, several people had said things like, you know, my time, Mister Beast, was good and I learned a lot, but I've, I've got I've, I, I also had this bad experience here and you're always going to have that yeah you just will you're going to have people that like you and people that don't like you people you agree with people you don't agree with and i wonder generationally as, as guys that you have a generation coming up that now views philanthropy as a way to get clout okay as a way to get views and because they're so linked into social media and they grew up with social media that is uh, as a byproduct a way for them to get validation of who they are like they're they're valid they're saying like well if i can't give away money you know, to this degree that I'm not valid because look at Mr. Beast and he's got validation all over the place from social media, which, you know, can be debatable if it's, if it's real validation, if you would. Yeah. You know, so that's, uh, but here's the thing. It's entertainment, man. I've watched, uh, let me just say this real quick. Uh, I, I am a Mr. Beast fan. I have, I've seen a lot of his videos, a ton of, his, I, I was introduced to me by my son a long time ago. Okay. My son said, you, you gotta watch this guy, dad. He's, he's funny. And he is funny. It, it, it's a, it's a hoot. It's like, Watching a bunch of eighth graders have a ball, and you remember what it was like in eighth grade. See, you know, I—that's probably what doesn't appeal to me is when I originally knew who he was. He was like I said, like we were saying earlier, he was playing Minecraft or Fortnite or something and streaming that, and he was taught mm -hmm. his his the way he talked and his persona was geared towards kids that were younger, but I, I and think, it didn't it just didn't catch for me. I think that's the genius, though. Well, yeah, I for sure. It, I think the genius is that. He's, he's he's appealing younger. to them, but it's right. working for older people as well. Right. I'm, I'm 48 years old, man. Look, and I'm like that guy's a genius. Yeah, and I'm like, who the heck is this dude? Right. Right. <laughs> so, but but I, I think I think I think we're both unique in our spheres, though. Too. I think we are we are both really unique in our spheres. I think I I definitely have a younger mindset. I think you have an older mindset. Yeah. You know, in that, and so as a result of that, there's things that I watch that trend a lot more, and I'm like, wow, look at that. That's really interesting. That I'm wondering what what happened there and and because you see rise and fall videos are just real popular on 
YouTube as of right now. People you, love drama. Of course. You know, so that they tune into that. They, they're like, oh, my gosh, look at that. Look at that. And, uh, I mean, wh- whether it's Dan Bazarian, you know that guy is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. I, have, I have friends that are actually... <laughs> Consider Dan's girls. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, like, as a, they're as probably a, on those videos you see. Right. So, as a result of that, <laughs> as a result of that, you know, you get the rise and fall of him, and that was all just a fraud. It was exposed and everything else like that. So, people love that kind of drama, but he's not. He's not a drama guy. He he doesn't he doesn't go looking for controversy or drama. He's just wanting to like bless people by being a philanthropist. So, like, I'm not faulting him. I'm wondering. He's just eccentric, right? Right. It, yeah, he is a little eccentric, um, but but I think that's the other appeal to him is that he's, he's like so, the Liver King. He's so no no, but he's so normal though. Like he doesn't flash and dash with how he dresses. He looks like a, uh, a normal, he kind of does. He wears uh, big fat rollies and rings. He's well, always posting videos of his private jet surrounded by girls in bikinis. Yeah, he does, bro. Are, hold on, are you talking about Mr. Beast or Dan? no Dan Bill is oh, right. I'm talking Mr. Beast. You got it. You got it. You did. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> that shift wasn't there, bro. So, so Mr. Beast in particular. <laughs> okay. Mr. Beast in particular. It seems like a normal guy. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I would he, agree with he that. He seems like a very very normal guy. Doesn't 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 flash and dash or anything like that. Yeah. He wears has, a V neck. Freaking yeah. like. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And he seems very Midwest. And if majority of our population lives east of the Mississippi, well, you can see where the majority of people will watch that. And then everybody here on the left coast, you know, is watching it in just awe of the content. Because people give, when you give away a million dollars, it's a lot of money to give Mm -hmm. away if you don't have a lottery behind it, you know. And so he doesn't have a lottery behind it, but he obviously has sponsorships and everything else like that. And, you know, people that that, that give him money to to give it away. And so, and those videos being produced, Cost a lot of money. Oh, for sure. A I tremendous saw, amount of money. I started watching one where they dropped a crane into a circle and asked some dude if he could live there for a hundred days. Like, oh, a house. I saw that one. Yeah. House, like, how yeah. much did it cost to buy the house, buy the crane, and set the crane down? Right. right. Probably could have donated that money too. Right. But here, here's the here's the cool thing. <laughs> From the, I wonder if his perspective is. I have to keep this up to keep the business going because now there's all these people on. Well, yeah, if he's not relevant, then the money goes away. Right, 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 exactly. So Mr. Beast will never be Mr. Beast without Jimmy. He has to be yeah. relevant. Right, 100%, you know, in order to do that. My question is when it all falls off and the videos are made up made up of the rise and fall of Mr. Beast, what's going to happen or what controversy will come out, you know, that, that taints him in, in that you know, regard? He, you know, I don't know because, like I said, I don't know the dude. Mm-hmm. I don't watch a lot of the dude. I, I just know a little bit of him. Um, I think it just depends on how how he goes. But before before I get into that, I want to go back because you asked the question and we didn't really we didn't really answer it. Okay. You said how do how does somebody how does somebody keep? I think you said how does somebody keep from letting the money change the way that they look at like how they're doing their business. Okay. So Carrie. Carrie actually was talking to me about something that she heard somebody say the other day. And um, it was called the the eight, I think it was the eight ten ten rule or something like that. Okay. And she said it was she said that the pastor that had that had talked about this um, related it biblically, and I don't remember exactly how. Okay. Um, but apparently there was like a, a rule that was how you're supposed to spend your money based off of you know, some, something biblically, right? Eight, ten, ten. Okay. Yeah. So that's 80, 80, 10, 10. Okay. So 80% is the money that you live off of. Okay. 10% is the money that you save. Okay. 10% goes to God. Okay. So I think to answer your question, I think if, if, if people really want to 
make sure that they're doing the right things, they have to filter it through God. It has to be filtered through the word of God. Well, here, here's my, here's my, here's my thought on that. It's, it's a weird pushback from me on this. Yeah. Because, you know, you're talking about a guy who used to be a pastor and everything. So, uh, I don't know where the 80, 20, 20 came from. I know that the idea of, of tithing and giving in, in church is very controversial right now. Uh, I know a lot of people probably even listening feel like church is just a business and they get people to give them money and everything else like that. And while I have seen that to be true in some cases, it's not always the case. For um, sure. And, and, I, and I'll say, unfortunately, I'll, I'll say this, this is, this is important. If you look back in the old Testament, the truth of the matter is people usually gave more like 32% okay. of their total givings, if you would, to to the God, to God, to the priest, to the, the temple and everything else like that. That's actually more of an interesting stat. So the, the 80-20-20, I've never, or 80-10-10, I've never heard yeah, of Yeah, you'll before. have to ask Carrie. She, yeah, did, I didn't ask her to go into detail on that, it. But. Yeah, that, that, that's fine. I, I do I do believe, and I think that he would say, I, I think at one, one point when he was very early on, he was, he was like a Christian you know, guy at, at one point, Jimmy was Mr. Beast because in his early videos, he would have uh, Philippians 4.13, which is I can do all things to Christ strengthens me. Yeah. Things like that. And yeah, but I see that on bumper stickers, dude. Or, right, know? right, right. And But how much of that actually stuck in what he believes and everything else like that. He was recently asked about and he says, yeah, I don't I don't believe that. I don't believe that. He says it very, very clearly. He says, I don't believe that anymore. So so that um, that explains. So that to me tells me that the 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 money has now become more of a priority than some of the other things. I, I'm sure that I'm sure that that's been like that statement alone. Right, tells right, me. Right. If, You'd have if, to watch how he said it in the video. What, to, but but he was. Well, I'd have to know who he was before and how strong he was in that before, or if, right. or if it was just something he attached himself to because he liked the, the 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 verse or whatever. You know, people put John three sixteen on their chest right, all the time. Right, you know? right. I mean, if we count the number of NFL players that do that and they lose and they get mad, yeah, and rip it off. You know, who Stone knows? Cold Stone Austin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I know it's I, Steve, and but. I'm not. Here's here's the thing. I'm not. I'm not faulting him for that or anything like that. I'm just thinking that that's a matter of like. Money does change people. In fact, there's a there's a, a conversation I had with my wife uh, recently um, because I, I've never played the lottery before. I don't really gamble or anything else like that. I think I've bought um, like two lottery tickets my whole life. Yeah, I, I, I never have. I've never bought one before in my life. Um, and it's not because I don't believe in gambling or I'm trying to say that. I just don't think it's worth my time. I don't, I don't think it's, it is. But I, I remember uh, my wife did one time and she won. Do you remember me telling you this story? No, I don't think so. She's like, she's like, I think I'm supposed to buy a lottery ticket. And I'm like, what? What are you kidding me? And she's like, yeah, I am. So she bought a lottery ticket and uh, it, and she won. I didn't tell you this? No. Yeah, she won. And she, and she, she won $4. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> was it won, a scratch off or, or I, like numbers? No, it was, like, it was like a numbers thing. Okay. Yeah, she won like $4 and she's like, well, I did win. You know, but um, during that time, it, the conversations about what ifs, and how this would change us and everything like that, if, if, if she wanted everything, was really interesting because she was like, so my wife is just, I'll say this about my wife. This is very, very important. I just got a phone call from her, so hopefully I can, I can call her back. I'm but, so glad you're talking about this right now because I can circle back to that 80 to 10, 10 thing okay. and tell you why that's important. Well, first off, my wife would give most of it away, 100%. She's a very, very generous person. Uh, and in our family, I am not. I'm not the I'm not the generous person necessarily. I'm the one trying to hoard the money and or spend the money, if you would. You're like um, new motorcycle, hundred percent. Right, <laughs> Raptor, you know. And so it was funny because our kids were around. We we're talking about what we do for our kids and everything like that. What we do for different missionaries we support and our church and everything else like that. And uh, I mean, there was hardly anything left after everything was done. To be honest with you, and I was like, okay, we got to pull this back on a little bit because what we want to do is. 
you know, want to set up, we, you know, you know, we could do, and my wife is adamant about not moving again. I've moved every four years we've been married. Oh, dang. Yeah. Three to four years I've moved into a new house and, uh, my wife is just adamant about not moving again. So she's like, it doesn't matter. We'll stay here. We'll build, we'll tear this house down, build a new one or something like that, but I'm not moving. And, uh, and we live in a, a decent neighborhood, but it would be, it'd be a huge house we'd, we'd build or something like that. It'd be awkward. Um, you know, so I, I think it, we're in that conversation. I know that in that conversation, if I won big or something happened big, it would absolutely change me a hundred percent Yeah, because I, I literally just went into my head and I was like, yeah, the, 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 it would definitely change me in ways that would be, uh, that I luckily, in or or, you know, by God's grace, I've got some people in my life that, that would question that very hard for me. You know, my wife in particular, I don't think it would change my wife. I think it would change me yeah. in particular. And I wonder, and I guess that's the bigger question, uh, how does money change guys in particular? Mm-hmm. How does money change guys and what happens to them when they experience a, a tremendous amount, amount of success and or clout or likes or whatever you want to call it? That's what does it do for them? What does it do for them? And what <laughs> do, do, do you like them? Now, for I, I think generationally it changes us differently. It just does mm. because I'm, I'm not – but for for example, um, I think I've said this before. I don't think it's any secret. Um, I'm not a clout chaser. I don't compare myself to anybody. I don't look at look at somebody else and go, "Well, they're doing really good." I mean, good. we definitely no. want more viewers and more listeners, of course. But, but we're I'm not we're not going to sell ourselves out to get them exactly. And so, or or do bad business to do them right to get that and so on and so forth. So, uh, and I have seen other guys do that, and I've seen it change them. You know, and so as a result of that, uh, I wonder like what what in the world. Um, how would that change me? How would that change zeal? What would we do differently? Um, would we stay where we are? Would we move to a, buy a building on our own and everything else like that? Some of that would just be probably business moves. But the, but the other thing is how would it change our family dynamics even? You know, if also you come into, you know, $100 million or something like that. That's, that's, a, that's a dynamic family changing thing, you know, at that point. Yeah. I, Not to mention everybody who comes out of the woodwork that says they, they know you and love you. So I think... I think for I don't think it would change me personally. Okay. Um because I just I just have a really unique view on money. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't motivate me. Yeah. I'm not motivated by money in any way shape or form. Yeah. You're not going to hang a $100 bill in front of my head and, and make me jump for it. I won't do it. I don't care. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't I don't care. If I'm being honest with myself, I don't know that I'm super motivated by money. Um I'm, I'm, I, I would say I'm probably not. Okay. But, but I would I, say you're not really either. Yeah. I I'm, mean, we could, we could be charging a lot more for stuff that we don't. Oh, sure. You know what oh, I mean? Sure. Like Our if house you, brands, yeah, particular, if you were, yeah. if you were motivated by money, we could definitely be charging a lot more for stuff. Well, there, well, not only that, but I want to, I mean. Or not be I'm as cut, generous as we are when, when things right. go wrong and things like that. Yeah. A hundred percent, dude. Like that, that right there. And you know. Yeah. There's a lot of generosity. There, there. That people don't know about. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, for yeah. sure. That's for sure. It's, it's good to hear you even say that. I mean, that wasn't, we don't, we don't script this show or anything like that. So we're just talking, but um, it's one of those things that, you know, in our, in our business structure and in our view of the future and what we want to do, um, we want to be as generous as we can. And that's also why we don't really publish a lot of that kind of stuff or talk about that a lot because we also want to keep that secret because I don't want to chase the clout of all that. I don't want to become a clout chaser. I don't want to be a, a like chaser. I don't want to be all these kind of things. Yeah. They matter to me because they matter to my business, but I don't want to be, I don't want to put myself in that category to where I'm like, I got to do the next. Your bit, life means thing. nothing if those don't increase. Right. 
Right, man. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. That, I think that's, what- that's probably the bigger thing I'm trying to say here is like my life's value absolutely has zero attachment to the amount of money that I have in my bank account. That's that's a that's a huge thing to say. I would I would definitely say knowing you for the past two to three years now, um, that's a hundred percent true. Uh, and it, I would I would like to say it's a hundred percent true of me. I'm just being brutally honest, and and I don't know that um, I, I don't I'm, I'm quite there yet. If I'm being honest, you know, and I think that's because. I'm a little further down the road, and I probably have some people that depend on me more. Well, yeah, you, if you had that kind of money, dude, your kids are right. okay, man. Right, your kids right, are right. when you're gone. I mean, yeah. your kids are gonna probably be okay when you're gone anyway. They will. But they will. Yeah. But like, then there's no worry, bro. Right. Right. There's no. Yeah. There's and yeah, you're thinking generationally at that point. Yeah. You know? Like, I I think if there was one mistake that I make when it comes to that kind of stuff is like, it, which 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 which, I, which would probably change a little bit if I had a, if I had kids, but I think. I would want my kids to be set up very well. Now, when you say very well, do you mean like they don't have to work for anything or anything like no, that? No, I mean just you- just just like to the point of like um, you know, to where I know that if they needed something it would be there. Okay. Right? So like um, for example, um I I paid for all my college. Mhm. Um I actually had to fight people to get co-signers. Mhm. Um, it was kind of weird. My parents had set it up to where my dad would take care of me. My mom would take care of my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, some weird stuff was going down with my dad. So um, my mom co-signed my first loan but wouldn't do the second one because she had to do my sister's the next year. Mm-hmm. So I had to beg my grandparents to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think I would like – because I, I look at I look at where I'm at, and I, w- I, would, I would consider myself fairly successful. Under right. my own under my own requirements of how I view success, I'm very successful. Yes. Um, there's a few things missing for me to consider myself extremely successful, mm-hmm. um, and that's you know that's another story. But, um, it but I look at like you know how much more successful could my kids be if there was just one extra thing that they didn't have to worry about, even if it was just one thing. Yeah. That that's a that's an interesting question. How do you measure success as a man? And are you successful in your own eyes as a man? First off, let me tell you how I measure success. This yeah. is important. Um, first, my validation isn't by any like, any subscription, or whether I make more money than I did last year or less money than I did last year. My validation of who I am came by Jesus Christ's death on the cross and his resurrection. Mm-hmm. Nothing more. That's important for people to know. Uh, if you don't, and, and while I might struggle with believing that, that's ultimately where I land. It is. Uh, and I say I struggle with believing that because I'm human like anybody else is. Yeah. I get wrapped up in the making money and everything else like that. I just do. Um, so, and I get wrapped up in the trappings of all those things. I just do. I don't want people to think that I'm, you know, living this holy life all the time or everything like that. I, I, I just, I try to, but the fact of the matter is. I, well, that's, that's why you can times. ask for forgiveness. Right, right, right. Um, but as far as success is concerned, what people probably could relate to more on, on what I view success is, <clears throat> uh, I've always been, I've always been able to take care of my family. Uh, God's always been able, been good to us as far as finances are concerned. Um, even, even in, even in the hard times, um, I didn't waver from what 
and we've had hard times before. I, I think I mentioned that on a couple podcasts before. Um, I didn't waver from what I believed and who I trusted for that. And I don't think that money makes the man. I think the man makes the money. I really do. I think the, you know, I don't think I'm successful. Yeah, but what happens after, like, like we're saying though, like what happens after the man makes the money? Does well, he still stay the same man before the money? Well, I don't know how I would be with that. I know that I've, I've knew, I know that I've made much more money than I have before now. Do you, you know? do you feel? I feel well. So so how I, mean, I, I value could even, things? I could even speak to that from the outside, just off stories that you've told that your whole family has been much happier with you making less money. Right. I'll, I'll say that. Well, so when it comes to work in particular, there's a couple things I need. Okay. To to okay. work to work well, um, I need some freedom. Okay. I need, I need a pretty long leash. I know that. So I don't like to be micromanaged. That's a big deal. Um, I I like to be creative. I like to be able to come in and change up something immediately and do something really quick. You've experienced that a lot. I oh, come yeah, in, for I'm sure. Like, I'm like, this is what we're going to do today. I think about this, and let's do this. Um, I have to be I. I have to be held um, to a standard that's higher than even I think is necessary for me, which I think I think uh, my business partners, which are my parents, do very well. Um, I think that uh, I have to have I have to have freedom, uh, but I, I say constrained freedom. Like I want to be able to do the things that I want to do, but I want to make sure that everyone's taken care of. Yeah, uh, in that in that business. So like I want to make sure that everyone's everyone's taken care of and. Um, if I, I mean, let's just, I'll be brutally honest real quick I mean, without getting into money, the numbers and everything like that. So, uh, no doubt I can make a ton more. Okay. Without other people here. A oh, ton, for sure. A, a ton more than I am now. Um, I don't want to because I enjoy working with people and I have to be able to select the people I work with and the people I don't work with. That's very, very important to me. Like I, that, that's why nobody can just come in here and work with me. You know, and, and even even people you've, you've even said, like, hey, maybe this person can work with you. Maybe this person. I said, nope, 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 nope. You know, I don't I don't feel the same way. I can't I can't I, I don't see myself working with them, you know, full time in this way. Or, or I don't see them even being part time doing that. Um, and there's people that I know are, are more gifted at me than something. Um, and I got to be the one more gifted. I just do. I'm weird. I'm insecure, bro. I'm just being honest about it. You know, um, uh, in my in in my realm and in my gifting, um, if there's somebody else there that can do it better than I can, you know, immediately I'm going okay. So how can I put myself for that person and, and work harder and better? Because I think I can outwork them. They might be more creative than me, but I can outwork them because I work hard. Um, but uh, and that's insecurities in me. I'm just being brutally honest with you. Uh, so, but I don't think that like. Um, I'm not a team player. I think I'm a full team player. I want to do that. I just want, I mean, I, I, was it was it Braun that said that, you know, LeBron that said uh, he just wants the ball in his hands the last few seconds. He was a bit, won't, won't always making the last shot, you know, in there. Um, and I do that because I'm confident. I, I, I say that because I'm confident in what I what I can do and how I can do it. And the people around me that, that are particularly in the business at the upper echelons, um, I tell them very clearly, like, I can do this and this is what I can do. And I also am very aware, probably more aware than what I 
can do, I know what I can't do and don't want to do. Like, I'm very clear about that. Like, I don't want to do that, and I can't do that. Like, there's certain things in our business here that I can't do uh, or that I could learn, but I don't want to do. You know, I, I really don't want to do because, one, I'm not gifted at it, and I don't have the discipline to follow through with that and also do all the stuff that I have to do here at the business. You know, so, but all, all that said, and, and wrapping this up with, you know, with Mr. Beast, I think he's an incredible, like, content creator, my, my big fear about the, the, the idea of Mr. Beast and his great success is that philanthropy has been turned, if it's not being turned into a spectacle for clout's sake, then it definitely has the danger of doing that with him being the number one person because that's what he does most of the time. You know? Yeah, I guess so. the easiest way to look at Mr. Beast right now is he's, he's a game show. He's a reality game show. Yeah, that's the hard part about it too. Is like how much of it is really him, and how much is how much is is produced, you know? And and I think I think that's the thing because we all we all thought reality TV was big back in the day. Dude, Survivor's was, still going on, bro. What well, are you talking about? Well, we thought I mean like Big Brother, Bachelor, but the very first one was with MTV Real World, right? We thought that was like uh yeah, it was the very first one that we that, that was big out there, you know? Was we, Real World before Big Brother and Survivor? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was it was back in like the early '90s, man. So was yeah. Survivor. Okay, I remember it, but I remember Rural before that. So, so here, I don't know. Here, that's a good. That's a good question. Here's my thought. We all thought that was like, you know, that's real, and that's how they really live. That's what they really did. And then you found out later, it's all produced. Oh yeah, it's, it's all produced. So everything the Jersey Shore, like, dude, come on. Like, how many shots does it take to put how many Orbe, Orbeez in a pool and swim in it? Right. How many shots and then how many retakes? Why well, didn't like how you said that? Let's say it this way. You know, things like that that's, that aren't authentic. And I think the one of the things I like about what we do, both in the videos and on the podcast, I have, it's not produced. Yeah, no. It's not. I mean, there's nothing that not we're talking rehearsed, about. Right, right. I mean, lightly. I mean, even the even the stuff about Mr. Beast today was lightly conversated about. The very lightly. I mean, like, let's do this and you're like, why? Uh, under why? under <laughs> why? like 15 to 20 minutes probably. Yeah. On, under 15 yeah. to 20 minutes. Yeah. I, I think that's I think it's important. To so, the point, I even said like, dude, I wish I wish I had more time to just like research about Mr. Beast because I right. just don't know enough about right. the dude. Again, I, I want to make sure that this is well known. I am not faulting Jimmy and all the rest of the guys at Mr. Beast. I'm not... I'm not faulting those guys nah, for dude, what they they're, do. They're, they're making they're, it. And I think they're, they're doing great. They're giving back. And I want them, I, just so you know, everybody understands, I want them to go bigger. I think they're going to be incredible. See, I would rather yeah. see people like them make it 100%. big. hundred percent. Than people watching freaking Honey Boo Boo on 100%, TV, hundred percent. Making dude. those people freaking millionaires instead 100%. of this guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Unless something comes out later that Mr. Beast is just like the dirtiest dirt ball on the planet, I, then I that's a whole other ball game. But, but I'm telling you, dude, this doesn't here, seem here's like the it. reality. Every single person has the two dogs inside him the evil and the good yeah i mean that's it's, true it's who you're gonna feed more and it seems like jimmy is feeding more the good one the good and doing doing things like that and so i'm like i'm, I'm applauding that. i think it's great my my caution is that as we watch this as a culture of men is that we don't we don't fall into the trap i don't think jimmy's falling this trap i don't know but we don't fall into the trap of making that a spectacle whereby we're just feeding our egos through likes and clout chasing you know that's the only that's my only cautionary uh, thing around this and mm. i think how it plays into us as cigar reviewers, podcasters, what have you, um, influencers in the cigar world, is uh, we try as best we can not to get wrapped up in that as well. Uh, but we're not giving away millions of dollars. We're not giving away cigars. You can't legally give away cigars. Anymore. Right. You know, so uh, it's it's important to recognize that and to do that. And so with that, I applaud Mr. Beast for what he's doing. I think it's great. Uh, I just caution us all as men 
that we don't put something that is a good thing on spectacle and then take away what that good thing can actually be, mm. you know, and diminish it that for other people even as well. So I'm very excited about what he's doing. I love what he's doing. I, I watch it. I'm a fan. I'm a subscriber. I think it's great. And I definitely want to see him do even better. I, I, I'm, I, I genuinely want to see this. And I, I'm just going to paint this picture real quick. I want to see him at 75, 80 years old doing the same thing just like johnny yeah. knoxville and right. like all the jackass exactly. guys i like want to see i want to see him but but what he's doing 40 adds, years later this is why i respect him so much what he's doing adds value to people's lives what he's doing is adding value to people's lives not monetarily but it's life-changing for well, people it is, it is adding it to some people's monetarily right well of course but it's 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 not not just entertaining billions of people but it's actually changing people's lives that he's actually touching and i really do applaud that hmm. yeah so well, guys, we have said a lot about Mr. Beast, and if you've not seen Mr. Beast, go to Mr. Beast on YouTube and check him out because I think it's really cool to watch some of the stuff and tell us what you think. And when you've seen some of those things and you want to and you want to give us some feedback, go to Cut Light and Smoke Podcast at gmail.com. Email us and let us know your thoughts. It's all one word: Cut Light Smoke Podcast at gmail.com. Again, Cut Light Smoke Podcast that we're talking about today is presented by JB and Bradley from ZealCigars.com. ZealCigars.com, your number one place for cigars on the internet. So with that said, guys, we are going to bring the walk-in music out, or it's like a walkout music. I'm doing kind of a little walkout right here in front of the microphone. So thank you so much for joining us at the Cut Light Smoke Podcast again. And uh, I'm out of here like last year, and so JB, peace.